Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Cerro. And today's episode is about destructive habits that are stopping you from living your life purpose. What does it mean to you to have destructive habits? A destructive habit is something that you think, say, and or do consistently, whether you are aware of it or you're not, which is not benefiting your life. I'll add on to that and say that a destructive habit is any habit, thought, pattern, belief, idea, condition, or action, feeling, emotion that is not constructive to your life, is not constructive to your life purpose. And a destructive habit is any habit that makes your life worse than what it can be, or it makes your life worse in general because you have this habit. And in the last week since recording the original version and now having to redo it because I accidentally deleted that version right after we recorded that episode is to talk about all forms of destructive habits, not just physical, but more so mental, right? And believe that a lot of our habits stem from the mind. And if we're not keeping our mind sharp, if we're not keeping our mind in tune with being focused on being as constructive and as productive and beneficial for what we need to do as the big ones, that can lead to a lot of problems. So I'm asking you, can you name a couple of destructive habits that you've had in your life or destructive habits in general that you have noticed are very destructive and that can keep someone from living their life purpose. Years ago, a major destructive habit of mine was going out to bars and drinking alcohol. It wasn't a lot of alcohol. I'm only talking about one or two glass of wine and it did not make me feel good, but I kept doing it for the sake of entertaining certain relationships and being in certain groups of people and having perceivingly a good time. <laughs> and the best way to recognize a destructive habit is when you catch yourself doing something or thinking something, or as we said, it's not just the action, but it can also be a belief or something that you continue to speak. The fastest way to recognize that it's a destructive pattern or habit is when you keep doing it, but it doesn't make you feel good. Mm. It's that simple. And I started asking myself, okay, I'm going to these bars on a regular basis, but I don't feel good. Why the heck am I doing it? And until I asked myself this question, I continued that pattern. How many years would you say you had that pattern for? One or two years. When did you, did you find the answer? I found the answer because my body literally put a stop sign for me to 
to prevent me from doing this. And what I mean is my body um, prevented me from doing this pattern of drinking alcohol and going to bars by quitting. And what I mean is I had my last glass of wine and that continued with me being in bed for about two weeks, not being able to move, barely moving and having the worst headache in my life and I felt like I was dying. And the message was clear and simple. If you don't take yourself out of a destructive pattern in a certain amount of time, your body's going to do it. And your body's going to rebel in some form of sickness or disease. And it's going to be a slap in the face for you to wake up. And your body's going to already let you know ahead of time by giving you signals of you not feeling good or you feeling low in energy or feeling depleted. And these are already the first signs that your body is signaling to you, hey, right now, what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're speaking is destructive. It's not serving us. But if you continue to ignore that and you continue on with your life and with these patterns, you may gonna get a big wake up call. And it can be in the form of a disease or a sickness or a mental breakdown or a panic attack. Why do you think people have destructive habits? Actually, you know what? Let's not ask that question. Let's ask another question. Why do you think you had that destructive habit in particular? Because at this time of my life, it was some form of variety in my life that the human side of me was excited about. And it gave me some form of feeling. I think my life at this time was a bit too mundane and too much routine for the human side of me. And going out on the weekend and making myself look very pretty and putting myself in some beautiful clothes made me feel something that I was perhaps missing in my life. Maybe it was the attention that I got from people. Maybe it was the attention that I got from certain men, perhaps. But I think if we do not feel alive in our lives, many of us develop perhaps destructive habits which give them an immediate gratification with a long-term negative consequence. And I'm talking here about people watching porn for immediate gratification, but what are the long-term consequences? Or people drinking habitually alcohol, what are the long-term consequences? Or people smoking, people gossiping, people having negative self-talk, people talking negative about others. These are all, just to name a few. But it, that, it gives people something in the moment. It may, be a, it may be a feeling of belonging. It may be a feeling of connection. It may be, it meets a human need in the moment, but over the long term, it's very destructive. And I'm talking here about knowing the difference and the price that you pay for an immediate gratification of the senses versus a long-term fulfillment and satisfaction. So would you say that there is a chance that people engage in destructive habits because it meets a human need or it gives them a feeling that maybe they could be addicted to? Both. What are some other destructive habits that you believe are destructive enough to stop someone from living their purpose? At lifepurpose.com, 
it is our purpose to support, guide and empower you, the big ones, in living your life's purpose. To receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your 7-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly. And now back to the episode. All of what I mentioned before, a big one is definitely substance abuse. And I'm talking here about not the mind expanding substances that come from Mother Earth. I'm talking about chemically induced um, substances that are known to numb and limit your mind and your consciousness. And anything that you need that you think you need in order to function is already some form of a substance abuse or an addiction and yeah but I mean there are so many potentially any destructive habit can stop you from moving forward with your life and can stop you from being on the path that is your highest timeline self-sabotage or believing that you're not worthy or you're not good enough or what have you like I would say any destructive habit is gonna limit you and your potential in one way or another that was a great destructive habit that you highlighted the self-sabotage and I could say for me that that was something that I've been guilty of throughout my life it would be like I would have success and i made it through the hardest parts and then all of a sudden i like give it all away or i like end it i quit or something like this and it's just something in the mind that is just like well what if this gets too big what if you start to get seen what if start people start to pay attention to you and that would give me a lot of anxiety and terror to be because where i grew up and I can recognize that habit is where I grew up, it was not good to stand out. It was not good to be the smart one. It was not good to be the gifted one kind of thing because there were other kids that were jealous of this. And so if you, if like a teacher praised you, that may have felt good for you in the moment, but the consequence is that you're going to now get bullied after that. And so, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about that now because when I'm thinking about this, I think maybe this could have been a huge contributing factor as to why, like, I, you know, stopped uploading video content to a successful YouTube channel. I finally got success with the YouTube channel. And then what did I do? I deleted not over 90% of my videos and then I gave you, I gave you the, the YouTube channel so you can use it for lifepurpose.com. And YouTube was something that I wanted to succeed at since it first came out. I had a successful fitness bootcamp business that was I was now starting to get paid clients for. I had worked my ass off to build the website, to get the marketing, to get the clients. I worked with this company called Groupon, uh, which was pretty big at the time, to to advertise the bootcamp. I finally, you know, I put it all together. I made it work. I started to get paid clients. And then all of a sudden, I, like, I quit it. 
And it was because I was starting to garner attention. Like I started to get to a place where like people wanted to invest in my, in my, in the business. They were like, oh man, this is so great. Like we got to open you up a gym. We got to do this for you. And that like, that got me paranoid because it was like, I have to do all this stuff for myself. And now you want to come in here and supposedly help me. And, you know, are you trying to cheat me? Are you trying to, you know, like take over? And so I recognize that self-sabotaging pattern now is like my way of trying to protect myself. And that's a destructive habit. And it's also from a place of, well, what if people see me? And then I start to get like all this like attention and then someone tries to hurt me, you know? That was especially big with the YouTube channel because I was getting views from all over the world all of a sudden. Like people were inst like messaging me on Instagram. People were messaging on e me on email telling me thank you. And like I never had that attention before. And so to get that attention all of a sudden was like alarming for me. And, you know, then I started to also, I, for every... For every 20 good comments that I would get on my YouTube channel, I would get that one negative video or the negative comment. I would get that one negative comment. And that one negative comment was enough to like get me like crazy and fixated on it. Like, what? Is this not good enough for you? You know? And so I recognize those self sabotaging patterns and habits. And this is also why I've told you many times that I feel like it's better for me to not have my name associated with lightpurpose.com because I feel like I'm the kiss of death sometimes. And I, I still acknowledge that as something that I have to work through at this stage of my life. It makes me very uncomfortable to be seen uh, and to be heard um, because I don't want to get that attention and stand out. But I also notice that there's part of me that does want the attention but it's also like, it's just like, it's too overwhelming sometimes. So I recognize that as, as a psychological thing, that's a destructive habit. And that's why I'm bringing this up because I know there may be some big ones that do have that same issue. I'd also say too, that other destructive habits that can prevent uh, one of our big ones from, you know, living their purpose is procrastination. You know, thinking that you're going to have tomorrow to, to live your purpose and you're going to have the weekend to figure out what you need to do. And then the next thing you know, you're turning 45, you're turning 50, you're turning whatever the age is. And before you know it, life is passing you by, you know, thinking that you have time when you actually really don't. Every moment counts. Another destructive habit, you have said this, is rushing yourself, right? So even though I did say just the other example of you know, people thinking they have time, the opposite is rushing yourself. So, you know, you brought that up too. People in a hurry, so in so much of a hurry that they don't methodically and strategically think about how they're going to execute their purpose, what actions they're going to take, how are they going to be very efficient with the process of it. And in the end, what winds up happening, what, what did I do? We finished recording the podcast. It was pretty dang good. And then I'm here writing the title. We're we're here making the, the title for the video for the podcast too difficult. And then the next thing I know, I accidentally mindlessly hit delete or something like this. And then the podcast episode was gone. Right. All because I wasn't mindful in the moment 
and we were also complicating the title of the podcast. Yes, multiple distractive patterns all at once, podcast was gone. And yes, this is very important to highlight as well. And a big destructive habit that a lot of us have is the absence of presence. We have unlearned what it means to be present. What does it mean to you to be present? And why that's so important for our big ones to live their purpose? What it means for me to be present is to be fully in the moment with my physical body, with my mental energy, with all my senses here and now, grounded in my body in this now moment, and then in the next now moment, and then in the next now moment. Being present means right here, right now, recording this podcast, my whole focus is on our conversation, on you and on me, and on us recording this podcast. And anything else, I got to be able to shut it out of my mind and to not let it enter. There may be so many distractions, the neighbor's children screaming, the car's honking, the phone's ringing. The dog barking. Can you shut that all out and be present? And another big thing which I have observed about presence is that now in our technological age, the majority of people during the day, they are glued to the screens of their smartphones and their computers. And they're walking down the street, not paying attention to who is passing by them. And I see people literally um, walking or running in other people or into the traffic lights because they're not present. And I'm just saying, um, like, yes, technology devices, they, are, they can be a great assistance. We are, I mean, we're having an online business, so a lot of it is online and it can be a huge advantage. But I'm saying that if you use technology mindlessly and you're constantly glued to your smartphone, it prevents us from being present. And why is that important for living your purpose? What exactly? Why is being present important for living your purpose? Being present equals clarity of mind. Being present equals focus. Being clear in your thoughts, in your words, and in your actions. And when you are clear and pure in your thoughts, words, and actions, everything that you create is going to have, I would say, a very constructive outcome. Versus when you're all over the place, you're not present, things can happen just like with us. You are not present with what you're doing with your fingers. You mindlessly delete the podcast. And these mistakes happen. This is the point. Mistakes happen frequently when we're not present. And when, we, when mistakes happen, that can set us back a long time to getting things done and to making progress with our life and with our purpose and with our potential. You're right. Had I been, had number one, you not, we not complicated the title of the podcast, I would not have fidgeted with the phone. Had I just stuck to what the voice was telling me that was saying, just keep it as this title and hit the save button and actually looked at what buttons I was pressing. If I had just done that, we would have had that podcast episode. And obviously, I mean, maybe there's a better reason 
why we did not have that podcast episode and why we have this podcast episode instead. Maybe it was to talk about the self-sabotage. Maybe it was to talk about the rushing and the not being present. When I think about another destructive habit or a couple of destructive habits, all of them really stem from the mind, from the psychology. And one of them that sticks out a lot right now is victim mindset complaining, blaming others for your failures or your lack of success or mistakes that you made. And I just caught myself too right now. I just noticed it. Like I was blaming you just now for uh, the title of the podcast. I, I literally just said it before I had to correct myself and say we, mm-hmm. right? Or I put it on myself because it was in my hands, phone. It's not in your hands. It's in my hands. I'm the one that's pressing the buttons. I'm the one that's typing the thing. I'm the one that could have said, this is the title. Let me just save it first. And then we decide on a new title afterwards. I could have, I should have taken the laptop, brought it over here. That's how we normally do it. We write the title on the laptop, not on the phone. And I understand now even better the reason why I have done it that way to avoid mistakes mindless mistakes like that and so i know that victim mindset is another destructive habit it's blaming others for your circumstances it's blaming others for what happens to you you now believe that you don't have the authority you now believe that you don't have the permission or you don't have the power in your life to change your circumstances and i've seen this time and time again that those people, if you keep allowing yourself to be in a victim mindset, that destructive habit will be an enabler for you to make excuses for not living your purpose. That destructive habit will be an enabler for you to be addicted to living the life that is just giving you enough of what you need so that you can shut up and just take it for what it is but not enough to where you are fed up and you're frustrated and you're saying no more, I'm tired of this, I need to go on to the next level. And that's where I will continue um, speaking about going to the next level. So it is important for us to really shine some light on what a destructive habit really is energetically, okay? So a destructive habit keeps you in a vibrational reality. It keeps you in a reality. Until you break that destructive pattern, you break out of that reality. And that's the hack. Another way of saying that is that destructive habits keep you stuck where you are in your life. Yes. And time and time again, when we let go and we shut the door to one destructive habit or multiple destructive habits at one time, you automatically elevate to a higher reality which serves you with greater happiness, greater well-being, and greater fulfillment. It is literally that simple. In order for you to get to the next level of your life, take inventory of your destructive habits and let them go. Close the door and you will rise to your next higher reality, I promise you. Okay, I have now a question for you here. And that, I want to add on an example. That's what we, what I shared on the last podcast, which we deleted. I deleted. Was. I'd, I'm taking, I'm taking responsibility for my mistake. I deleted it. And 
But I also take responsibility for that because I may have confused you with being overwhelming you with too many titles all at once. So I'm going to say this again. Every time you are able to let go and close the door of a destructive habit in your life, you're going to be elevated to a higher reality, which you're going to enjoy and which is going to feel way better and juicier and more satisfying. Satisfying and more satisfying to you. It's that simple. It's just about letting go. And so many people have struggles letting go of their patterns and their habits, but they can reinvent, reinvent themselves overnight if they would just shut the door to at least one destructive habit. And getting back to a major destructive habit of the old version of me, seven, eight, nine years ago. During one or two years, I was in a loop, going to bars, drinking that alcohol. I knew that it was getting me in a downward spiral, but it took me about a year or two to get out of it because my body shut down and said, no more. And that was for me the alarming signal. Okay. Oh, wow. Like my body really reacted harsh and I knew I cannot go back. I cannot do that to myself. And when I closed the door to going to bars, to seeing certain people and to drinking alcohol. In a matter of one or two weeks, I got elevated to a new reality. And I started to spiral upwards again, simply because I closed the door. Okay, that's a great point that you bring up. And now I have to ask you this question. Back in 2019, we went to Japan and we came across the book and we read the book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And ever since we started applying those techniques about creating atomic habits, these daily rituals, and really becoming aware and taking inventory, which really changed the trajectory of our lives, I believe. How were you at that time before James Clear Atomic Habits book? How were you taking inventory of your destructive habits and letting go or correcting those destructive habits? I'd say comparing myself now in my life to back then, it was not very clear and obvious for me to see that I have a destructive pattern and habit. I wasn't even aware for some time that going to a bar and drinking the alcohol is a destructive pattern until my body shut down. So I think the version of me back then, it needed to come to a very alarming point of me getting sick or my body shutting down to make me aware to wake me up oh wow something is not right you you're you're doing something wrong here does that answer your question versus now at this stage of my life it's all about awareness and the more present you are in your life the more aware you are the more you can observe yourself and the more you will recognize oh interesting so I'm having these patterns here. They clearly don't serve me. And the more you can be present with yourself, you're going to recognize the the BS that you're doing or that you're running on. And it doesn't just extend to alcohol and substance abuse. It also extends to, you know, if if you're listening to this podcast episode in particular today, obviously you may resonate with having destructive habits and wanting to know how to correct those destructive habits and how that prevents you from living your life purpose. You know, for example, let's say if you have a job or a business 
it doesn't matter. Let's say if you have a source of income, whether it's through solopreneur, freelancing, entrepreneur, job, whatever, and it makes you miserable. It takes up and it sucks up a large part of your day. And then at night when you get out of work or when you're done with your work activity, whatever you do for money, you then engage in destructive habits to vent or to let go of stress or to let go of steam or you get so tired and so fatigued that you just don't have any energy to do anything you know that then becomes a destructive cycle where you're going to keep yourself stuck in that loop you're going to keep yourself stuck in that job you're going to keep yourself stuck in that business or whatever that is that you're doing for a source of income and Obviously, like I get it, like I grew up in New York City, I was homeless, I was poor, I was all this stuff, right? Not having enough money for food, you know, sometimes going to bed without having food to eat. And so I get it. You got to pay bills. You have to put food on the table. I understand that. There was a time in my life where I realized I'm going to go nowhere if I have a full-time job. So I have to basically figure out a way how to make just enough money to live part-time, right? And then also be able to work on my things full time. And so that's the course that I chose for my life. Like, well, everyone else that I went to school with was having these jobs and they were, they seemed like they were living pretty good. I don't know where they are today. I don't know if they're super comfortable today and maybe they have a house, maybe they have a mortgage, maybe they're, you know, they have their gold chains. I don't know. Um, I just knew that that wasn't going to be me. And because I knew and I recognized that that would have been a habit, a pattern that would have kept me stuck from, you know, being who I wanted to be. And that is a very destructive pattern that I've seen and I've observed from people is where they get quote unquote comfortable. Like obviously, remember, we've met people on our journey where that's what they were expressing. They have the job. They have the money, whether if they're making six figures or they're seven figures or whatever the case is, and that's enough to keep them comfortable. There's not a desire to see what's on the other side. There's not a desire to let go of that thing that's keeping them comfortable and go for more. And explore who you can become. Right. And explore your potential and explore what your purpose in life is. And a lot of these people now... Today, in the year 2023, now they've had those experiences, those wake-up moments where they were forced, the universe or God or the higher power, whatever it is, forced them out of those situations, and they had no choice but to humble themselves and then to go and figure out what the hell their purpose was. So that's the irony of this. You could either do it willingly, or you're going to do it with gritting your teeth kind of thing. And that's what I've seen. You know, at least that's what we've observed and that's what we've seen from a couple of people. Yes, that, that's what we have seen truly. And that's what we keep seeing that life on this planet, at least, it's pushing for evolution. And if you are on that ride and you voluntarily go with the flow of life's evolution, you probably going to have it easier over the long run versus you resisting your own evolution and what's that like? tapping and tapping into the unknown tapping into the unknown embracing the unknown there was one quote there was one quote that uh comes up right now and 
I'm gonna say it in German. Maybe you understand it. You can help me translate it. Wer Freiheit für Sicherheit aufgibt, wird beides verlieren. Who has freedom? Who gives up freedom mm. for safety and security is gonna end up losing both. Oh, right, right. That makes me also think too about, you know, Les Brown. That was one of your favorite like speakers at a time. And she was talking about like... I remember the quote. If you do what's hard, your life will be easy. Yeah. And if you do what's easy, your life is going to be hard. No, the opposite. Oh, no. No, he's saying, if you do what's easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what's hard, your life will be easy. What does that really mean? I think it is very easy for people to do the things that the majority are doing. Especially like when I think about, for example, maybe your brother and how you know you've encouraged him at different times to like oh you can create this you can create this new thing you can start this business kind of thing and every single time he would shut that down saying but it's never been done before but it's that doesn't exist you know without him believing in himself that hey i could he could actually be the first one to do that and i think that that's the case for a lot of our big ones where you know, they may not see the path. They may not see, oh, this is a potential industry. This is a potential new business concept that it may not exist right now. But obviously, God gave me this vision for a reason. Those people have to then obviously get over themselves, which is, again, another destructive habit. It's it's not believing in yourself. It's it's not feeling like you're enough. It's, it's feeling like you have to follow what everyone else is doing and not be your own trailblazer it's you putting yourself in a small box as a big one <laughs> like those of you listening you know what i'm talking about you were here you you were designed to come here to shine to play big there are many of us here we are not wired to play it small and your life will continue to feel very dissatisfied if you continue to play small and just like you were saying, Gabriel, you had this tendency of not wanting to be seen or fearing success. That is you as a big one, putting yourself in a small box. I'm just going to call you out on that. Sure. You know, and we're calling you big ones for a reason to embrace your bigness and to get out, to get out of any self-limiting -limit boxes that you may have created for yourself. Another destructive habit that I've observed that the both of us have done many times over but we've gotten significantly better at it is being inconsistent and namely we had the experience actually within the last week so we can talk about this because we now have the wisdom we now got the gift in the experience and one of the biggest things that we've been inconsistent with is waking up on time to our alarm clock whether it's four o'clock five o'clock etc or six o'clock and I remember it was sometime in the last week, we were going for an evening walk with the dog Mama. And we had basically started talking about, well, what's the point of waking up to the alarm clock? And then you were saying something like, like, well, I don't see the point. And like, part of me is like saying, I don't see the point. And so we went about the rest of our walk saying and agreeing, okay, we're going to wake up at this time every single day, as long as it's sustainable, right? Because waking up too early is not sustainable. It's like, well, it, it doesn't fit, 
right? But waking up too late, we already have known that it doesn't work for us as well. So we're trying to figure out the sweet spot of when is the best time to wake up. So we both agreed on that walk. Okay, we're going to wake up at six. We're going to keep it to this time. And then what wound up happening? The, during that same night, I'm sleeping in the garden because it's cooler out there and I can breathe fresh air. And then I started to hear like ruffling through the, through the dirt. There's like either rats or hedgehogs. And then you later told me that it's very likely it's hedgehogs that are like creeping through the garden. The next thing I know, I hear the dog. She's whining. She's barking. She winds up pooping all over her crate, all on the inside of her crate. And this was all happening on this very night when we both agreed we're going to wake up at six every single morning from then on. And we also asked the question, what is the purpose of waking up early? Needless to say, we did not wake up early that very next morning. It was a very long night. The boy upstairs was crying like crazy. There was noise coming from the garden. The dog had pooped in her crate and she was whining. Couldn't get a moment of like silence. And so we woke up late that next morning. And we did, not, we did not stick to our word. We said we're going to wake up at six, but we did not. And then what happened? That was the day we recorded the podcast that did not record. That was the day that I was rushing through the whole day. Butterfly effect. It was it was complete butterfly effect. And we then got our answer. We got our answer and the answer was, guys, this is why you wake up early. You wake up early to be consistent with your routine. Why? Because you know for your purpose. Obviously, we got to create content. Someone has to edit the podcast. This has to happen every single week. Week in and week out without an excuse. If it if I don't do it, it doesn't get done. So that means that I have to wake up at a certain time to do all the routines that I have to do, create the content, do all the things, have enough time to check the charts for trading, take care of whatever needs to be taken care of. We've got to do this consistently. If it doesn't happen consistently, it, you're not molding the manifestation exactly and then it all just like crumbles and falls apart and then we've got a day like we had last week and that was completely destructive that was a complete waste of a day and so that's the point of what i'm bringing up destructive habit being inconsistent if you know it's for your greatest and highest good to wake up at five do yourself a favor wake up at five that means get a good night's sleep that means Put the technology away, put the phone down, cut out all distractions, get to bed by a certain time. If you know you need eight hours of sleep, be in bed by 8, 8.30, ready to sleep at 9, get your eight hours, wake up at 5, go about your day. You have to do that every single day. It is not just doing it Monday through Friday. It is doing it every single day. And that is the point that I'm bringing up here, and that's where we've come to ultimately Anytime that we have, like you said, have a let go of destructive habits, eating certain foods, thinking certain thoughts, having negative self-talk, uh, entertaining certain ideas or watching content that does not serve us, whatever, whatever it was, at some point it made us feel not good. We saw the, the contrast in it. We saw the discord from it. We felt it, we experienced it, and we were aware of it to say, okay, this has got to stop. And we, we did that. So destructive habit, being inconsistent. If you notice for yourself, big ones, that you are inconsistent, 
you have to focus on being consistent and taking every part of your day and systemizing it, creating some type of like a standard operating procedure for your day, like literally writing down what's the time I wake up, what's the time I go to sleep, what am I doing in between, what are all the habits that I need to do for this day so that I can fulfill my purpose. This is the fastest way for you to recognize and become aware that you are executing some form of a destructive habit. It's when you notice that you start to feel off or when you don't feel good anymore. And let's say you go about your day and then all of a sudden your mood shifts or you don't feel good anymore. Then this is where you need to become very aware and ask yourself, what is going on right now in my reality? What am I thinking? What am I saying? Who am I around? What am I eating that is causing me to spiral down? Would you say that that is, uh, how do you call that? Like losing your vibrational, like getting out of your vibrational vortex? Yeah, I'd say so. Or lowering your vibration. People pleasing is a huge, um, a huge destructive habit that a lot of people have, I would say. It's interesting, that just came to me. Um, have you ever met people who are already in their 50s or 60s, but yet they behave like a teenager? I'm sure we've all met them. And it's so interesting to notice that those people, more than likely, they are repeating a pattern and a habit in their 60s, which they have adopted when they were a teenager. And that's stuck in loop. Exactly. And that's how people are literally stuck in the past. And that can be caused through a traumatic event or an experience where you have formed a pattern, a habit, an atomic habit, knowingly or unknowingly, that got ingrained and rooted so deep in your psyche, which you carry sometimes your whole life. And you're wondering why you're not going anywhere with your life. So this is really... Um, important what we're talking about because when you unplug from a habit that can literally um, let's say you were in your 50s or in your 60s and you would love to embrace your purpose and yet you are behaving like a teenager sometimes there may be patterns and habits that you need to unplug from which you have carried with you for 30 40 years it, it's it's great that you bring that up because that's exactly what we have come to discover for ourselves. The people that we are now and the people that we were six years ago could not have been the people that we are now. So for any of our big ones that are in the process of living their purpose, I can say that the version of you that is fully living their purpose, that is completely unleashed and is living their purpose to the highest level, is not you right now. You have to become that version that is completely unleashed, fulfilling their purpose by having the habits of that version of you, the future version of you right now. Key message. We had to, Hama and I, we had to develop habits years ago to become who we are now because the people who we were years ago could never have been the people that uh, have lifepurpose.com as a business or as a registered business and we're doing this as a, you know, a full-time thing. Could have never have happened. We had to, and, and that's the other thing too, like 
working for yourself. There is no boss. We are the boss. You know what I mean? Like there is no going into work. There is no driving two hours and someone telling you what to do from nine to five. We have to tell ourselves what to do. We have to govern ourselves. We have to be strict and disciplined with ourselves. Otherwise, hey, we don't do this. This doesn't get done. There's going to be consequences on a different level, but there's like no boss screaming at us saying, hey, you missed this deadline, you're fired, you know? And so like that had to, for us to get to this level where we have that maturity and that understanding, we had to obviously adopt a certain mindset years ago and develop that habit. Like we're business owners, we're entrepreneurs, we're here doing this for real. This is not for fake. This is for real, for real. And we have to think about like, okay, well, what are the habits of these versions of ourselves that we are today, years ago, that are executing, unleashing, fulfilling their purpose? We've got to be consistent. We've got to show up whether or not we feel like it. We've got to put all those excuses and all those voices in our head that are telling us, you know, whatever limiting beliefs we've got to figure out a way how to shut the door on those those voices and put on our big boy and big girl pants and get to work and that would not have happened had we not developed new habits let go of old destructive habits and develop new habits in their place to then become who we are now and all we are now is a result of our habits and I've seen this time and time again. I've, I've been very fortunate enough to know millionaires, multimillionaires, and even billionaires. And if there's one thing that I've learned about them, it's that there is nothing special about them. It's literally just, they just do the same thing over and over again. It's just a habit. Success is a habit. This is all that this is. And obviously there's, you know, you have your business side of you, your business habit. You also have your personal habits one is going to affect the other so it's really good to take inventory like you were saying Hema, take inventory of your habits in all areas of your life your financial habits your relationship habits your personal habits your self-talk habits your work habits take inventory of all those habits identify what the destructive habits are and one by one replace those habits don't do it all at once because it's going to overwhelm you and you're likely going to quit. Instead, you've got to remove one habit at a time until you feel normal. You know what I mean? Like when you're first, hello, right or wrong, when you were first letting go of some of these destructive habits, at first it felt like you were off, right? Yeah. But then at some point, it became your new normal. Yes. Yes. And this is... This is the most powerful way that we can reinvent ourselves. It's about letting go of the destructive habit and replacing it with an empowering habit. And that's how anyone can reinvent themselves on command at any time, no matter how old you are or how young you are. I want to ask you, Gabrielle, for some inspiration for the um, listeners. Can you give us some examples of the most empowering habits which you have developed over the last two to three years shifting from the old version of you to becoming the new version of you that can handle this level of a purpose for life right now eating natural foods 
getting lots of sleep, drinking lots of water, correcting my self-talk, doing it over and over again, forcing myself to be consistent when I want to or when I feel like not doing something and still doing it regardless. That's great. You? What's the question? What are the most empowering habits that I was adopting over the last years from shifting from being the old version of me to the version that I am now? Um, oh wow, where do I start? Letting go of uh, drinking alcohol, eating natural organic foods, and connecting to nature again and being outside in nature every single day. Weight training, really exercising my body on a regular basis. Letting go of the victim mentality and limiting stories and rewriting my own stories to being an empowering story, just to name a few. But I believe these words are very, very, very powerful. And also um, intentional talk, intentional speaking from how I speak to myself to how I speak with anyone in my surroundings. That's one thing that I found to be the most important and to be the biggest piece that I felt like was missing in my life. And that was something that I learned from you and that was self-talk. So working on my psychology, this was the thing that I, I would say like, if there was ever a theme to a relationship and if we ever had a theme, it was like working on our story, like our traumas, <laughs> healing this, healing these traumas and working on our psychology, improving our psychology and developing our psychology. That was absolutely huge. And those habits of doing that over and over again have made us now the people we need to be at this stage of our journey to nurture our big ones, to provide them with the environment and the resources that they need so that they now have the tools that we were lacking. So we give them basically like a head start. We give them basically like the shortcuts now so that they can go ahead and fulfill their purpose and unleash their bigness, you know, and embrace their bigness and and do what they came here to do. Yes. And I also want to add on to the question from earlier, what are some habits that I embraced or let go of from the old version shifting to the new version of me, a huge part which I really have to emphasize here is I became aware that a lot of my way of functioning in this world and my behavior towards myself and others, I was copying from my parents and I was adopting um, ways of thinking and doing from my parents. So these are adopted copied learned behaviors which have become a destructive habit in my life so i needed also to clear out habits which weren't mine to begin with but which i have copied from the time that i grew up with my caretakers with my parents you've modeled after i have modeled their their destructive habits right because those who are the people that you see they're the big ones because you're the little kid they're big people and so you think they have it all together as this little kid and so you try to 
model after them, be like them. And in the process of being like them, you may have taken on those habits that are destructive, knowingly, unknowingly. Obviously, you know at this stage, but back then you didn't know. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's a that's a great thing that you brought up because that's something that I think a lot of people s- struggle with. It's they like father, like son kind of thing, right? Because I was a plumber. You now have to be a plumber, right? Our family line doesn't do this sort of thing. Yeah. This is how it has always been. And this is how it must be kind of thing. And I have been breaking through a lot of these cycles, a lot of generational habits that are not serving anyone and a big destructive generational habit which i want to bring up here was definitely the habit of being the nice girl and pleasing people and abandoning myself in the process and that was a big thing that i had to cut through and occasionally catch myself but not a lot anymore so I think at this point we've listed enough destructive habits to get our big ones to think, huh, what are some destructive habits for me that I have been acting out knowingly or unknowingly that I now have to change if I want to be the future version of myself that is living with purpose, unleashing my purpose and being of great service. That is living in their power, in their strength, in their confidence, in their truth. Like, really, what patterns do you now have to form? So, as we're coming to the conclusion of our podcast today, I want to ask you, Gabriel, can you recommend anything to our big ones that they can get started with right away after listening to this episode? Sure. I can absolutely recommend reading the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. It was in 2019 when we were in Japan and there was that hurricane, I think it was, or tsunami. And we were stuck at the airport for a few days. I went through the book and we started to apply immediately. I shared with you like the summary and we started to apply immediately the information from the book. It has been a game changer for me personally. I was aware of how to change my habits before, but this was a very like systematic way that I really enjoyed. And so I would recommend that to our big ones, to anyone uh, in general that wants to remove some destructive habits from their life and really have like a systematic way of habitizing or like gamifying even their daily routine or their daily rituals. I would also say too that, you know, if you know you have destructive habits, don't try to like take out all of them all at once. Do one at a time until you know that it's no longer a destructive habit. And obviously you have to replace something with something. So it's not like you can just let go of the destructive habit and then have a void, have like space. You have to have something that replaces that habit. So if there is someone that was addicted to smoking cigarettes, you've got to have something positive that can replace that destructive habit that feels good or better as a stimulating effect than the smoking of the cigarettes. And there was another really good book that I can ask you actually recommend now. It's called The Habit Loop or The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And that basically talks about the same thing. 
habits are nothing more than like cues and responses. It has something to do with like the neurocircuitry in our brain and how we respond to information, how we respond to activities. There's always a trigger. So I'm not going to go into detail about it because we're wrapping up today. But the point is, like, if you want to replace a bad habit with a good habit, the good habit needs to be super rewarding to outweigh and outdo the bad habit, basically. And obviously, for most people, you know, if you tell them to work out where they can just go to, like, the lake and just eat donuts, most people are probably going to opt in for the going to the lake and eating the donuts versus working out and then drinking the protein shake, you know? But obviously, compare the two people and what happens to them after 24 months, and then you're going to find out what the compound effect of that is. And of course, The Compound Effect is actually another good book that I can recommend because that talks about exactly like what is going to happen to you if you do the same thing over and over again after a certain period of time. At first, it's not noticeable, but then it becomes overwhelmingly obvious. Butterfly effect. Yeah. And compound effect. Exactly. What about you? An advice I can give to the big ones on how to get started. A little exercise that I can recommend to anyone listening is an exercise that I can recommend to anyone listening and to our big ones. It is an exercise to train your awareness and your presence so that when you move through your day, it is easy and it's going to become easy to catch yourself when you are in a destructive habit. And this exercise is, is very is very simple. Um, when you go about your day, okay, just give me a moment. When you go about your day and you start to feel off or you start to feel irritated or anxious or nervous or any type of lower energy, that's when your awareness got to be on point and you have to ask yourself, what is happening right now in my reality that causes me to spiral down? Is there something that I'm thinking? Is there a belief that I'm operating on? Is there something that I'm doing that is causing me to feel this low energy? And that's how you can instantly catch yourself. And that's how you can instantly catch a destructive habit that is currently running in your life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So just ask yourself when you go throughout your day and you start to feel off, what is happening right now in my reality? What am I doing? What am I thinking? What is in my, what's going on in my surrounding that is causing me to feel off? And perhaps you get a journal and start journaling for a week or two so that you can sharpen your awareness on spotting and recognizing any destructive habits in your life. Because I believe the main part to change is always having clarity and this exercise can give you the clarity that you need to see and to really observe the destructive habits in your life thank you for listening to today's episode of the lifepurpose.com podcast if you found this episode valuable share it with someone that you know needs to hear this and until next time on the lifepurpose.com podcast